from one. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. Ahsoka is one of those characters that has now fully so engrossed herself into the fandom that people want to see her. She has spread her <laughs> legs and we've all entered. Gladly. Right? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Willingly. Willingly, Mike. Willingly. That's awful. Dave Filoni was listening to our show. He's all, these guys are good. And he's all, these guys are fucking perverts. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> talking about me and boots and being naked. And now they're talking about Ahsoka spreading her legs. Stop that. She's like a daughter. <laughs> She's like my daughter. <laughs> but She's like a daughter and you're like her stepfather in a Pornhub video. So it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a matter of royal to help and heal human I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right, hello, welcome everyone to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. I am Michael Flores, and I am swimming in the Back to Waters, the cool healing waters of Bacta, with David. Hello, David. Oh, I'm just relaxing in the Back to Waters, getting set for my Jedi Temple Challenge, Mike. Oh, David, shut up! <laughs> I'm gonna drown you. <laughs> you ruined my buzz. <laughs> I was getting high off death sticks, getting ready to make some sweet, passionate love to a Twi'lek or a Twi'lek. How do you pronounce it? I don't care. I'm high. You're high now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got a lot of news to get through. It's been a few weeks since we have done a Star Wars update it show. Has. Yeah. So we have got a lot. Dave, speaking of Jedi, what is it called? Jedi Temple Challenge. Yeah. How is that? <laughs> Should we do a separate broadcast for a review? Would you like to do that? Think do you think it's something we need fun. to do? I think that might be fun. Now, remind the listeners what exactly that is. Yes, what I'm talking about is Star Wars Jedi. Gentile? <laughs> Gentile. No, it's Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. And it's okay. hosted by Ahmad Best, who is Jar Jar Binks. Mm. Um, it's basically a it's like Kids. a Nickelodeon show, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Nickelodeon. Like... They only show it on YouTube. So yeah, it's okay. on their YouTube, uh, YouTube channel. That should be red flag number one. <laughs> because originally when they had announced this show, it was supposed to debut exclusively on Disney+. Disney Plus. Plus. Why the fuck would you broadcast something only on YouTube, kids? Yeah, and they released two episodes. Two episodes on their only on their YouTube Kids channel. You would think when they're trying to p push and bring people to 
Disney Plus that they would release this. A little disappointing, I'm sure, for Ahmad Best. He's a fuck. I can't get it right. I thought I was going to be on Disney Plus. I'm on fucking YouTube. Hey, mom, look, I'm a fucking YouTube star. Exactly. Misa not back very much. <laughs> much. <laughs> and yeah, I, I have to feel for Ahmad Best because he's actually a really cool dude. Um, Is he? I don't. I've never met him or seen him anywhere. Some so. of the, a lot of the interviews, you know, there's a reason why a lot of, there there are Star Wars fans that want to support Ahmad Best because. You know, they feel guilty <laughs> about Jar Jar for driving him to a near suicide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you should, they should also feel bad for Jake Lloyd, the poor kids in prison. And he's a meth addict. And he's a meth Star Wars fans are, are fucking brutal. And I'm sure in about 10 years, Rose Tico will be doing the exact same thing. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, what is, what's her name? Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. In about 10 years, she'll 10 be years. she'll be uh, starring or hosting another YouTube kids video. Because she's trying to get her life back together after Star Wars fans destroyed her. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was I've never had a problem with Ahmed Best or no. Jar Jar Binks. Listen, his antics got a little tiresome in Phantom Menace, but I'm not one of those people who hated it. But yeah, but at least dude. he had a point. He did have a role to play in the movie. Yeah, but so, you got to uh, let's not let's not sugarcoat it. Majority of Star Wars fans hate oh, Jar Jar. Of course. <laughs> when you talk Phantom Menace, the first thing that comes out of people's mouths is Jar Jar Binks. Binks. Even the casual Star Wars viewers. My mother, that Jar Jar guy, though, he's a little too much. <laughs> he's a little too much. <laughs> so should we blame Ahmad Best for it? No. If you're going to blame anyone, you should probably blame the director that had him play it up that way. Who was? I'm George Lucas. Come on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But as I said, when I go back and watch Phantom Menace now, it doesn't agitate me. I, at the time, I was like, Jesus Christ. You know, it's a bit. It's a bit much. But now. <laughs> Nowadays. I think it has better rewatchability. Honestly, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Uh, you know what? The funny part is I actually saw Phantom Menace again just about two weeks ago. And yeah, I actually enjoyed watching Phantom Menace more than like a lot of the negativity that we've had for because of the new sequels oh, yeah. more than more so than Last Jedi. You know, I will take Phantom Menace over Last Jedi. Oh, dude, there's no I'm there's no comparison. Phantom Menace is a I know this is going to shock people. It's a better written movie than. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi by leaps and, and bounds. Definitely The Rise of Skywalker. I, I feel like it's a better written movie because it's cohesive, it's consistent, it can it brings to conclusion the things it sets up. It's a good it's even a standalone movie in a lot of ways, just like New Hope. No, you have a good point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was really hard for me two weeks ago, so because I was like thinking about it, would I take Phantom Menace over any of the sequels? And I feel bad. That a part of me would actually take Phantom Menace over Rise of Skywalker. Why would it, Dave? It shouldn't. It's just your it's your preference and your cup of tea. Like, there's no problem with that. I would I would agree with that. Like, I enjoyed the sequel trilogy for what, for what they are. But if someone says sequel trilogy or prequel trilogy, I'm like fucking prequel, prequel trilogy all fucking day. <laughs> prequel. There's no comparison. Day. There's no comparison. All right, so let's get into news. Star Wars The High Republic has been pushed back 
to early 2021. That's a bit unfortunate, Dave, because you and I had both been kind of on that train, right? When they first announced it, we had laughed like, wait a second, Project Luminous, this rumored project is just a A book run of books and comics, comics. tie-in media. We had laughed because there was a lot of disappointment. Not that we weren't interested, but we thought it was funny because people were having a shit fit. Like, whoa, what? these are books. <laughs> we thought we were getting yes. kids movies. Yes. That everyone, everyone wanted to know or thought that Project Luminous was going to be the next movies and everything. Right. And we were going to, it was going to shatter everything. Ah, it's a bunch of books and tie in media. Yeah. And, and the sad part is, I was looking forward to this. Yeah. Well, yes, I'm actually looking forward to it as well. It sucks that it got pushed back to 2021. I mean, there were a lot of names involved that we were definitely excited about. Now, according to the article, Lucasfilm has confirmed the delay of the publishing event until early 2021, citing general marketplace delays and ensuring that the launch is as grand and epic as it deserves to be. I like that. Do you think that they basically pushed it back because they had to delay uh, coronavirus stuff? Yeah, because of what it comes down because to. Because number one, they couldn't have Star Wars celebration. Right. And number two, they couldn't have San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, they want to make sure they can do those things. Absolutely. Yeah. So originally slated for an August release, Charles Soule's adult novel, Star Wars, The High Republic, Light of the Jedi, and Justine Ireland's middle grade novel, Star Wars, The High Republic, A Test of Courage, have been moved to January 5th, 2021. Claudia Gray's young adult novel, Star Wars, The High Republic, Into the Dark, will be released February 2nd. Well, hey, at least we have things during our break. We usually take, what, mid-December to February, early March off. At least we have things to read and then come back to review. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be nice that they pushed it i'm just curious why specifically did they just push it to the beginning of the following year well they they need time they need time to create the buzz as you had said and the coronavirus has taken a toll on everything everything has slowed down even though business is slowly getting started again you gotta think what three four months of delay plus now all the safety precautions that are needed for nearly everything because of this coronavirus uh, you got a good point. Yeah, so you got a good point. It, it I mean, does make sense. Especially with the with with the knowledge that I'm thinking about right now about like uh the delays with the comic book industry. I mean, a lot of Project Luminous, part of Project Luminous was gonna be comic book tie ins. Right. So, in fact, the release date for Star Wars, uh the Marvel Star Wars High Republic series and IDW Star Wars the High Republic Adventure series will be announced at a later time. So they don't even have a date yet a new date for the Marvel series. And that's something you and I were both excited about getting a ongoing Marvel series pertaining to the high Republic. Hoping it's not too far away though. Same here because like, I mean, we do have Afro to keep us warm at night and we also have bounty hunters as well. So we do have those two ongoing titles to keep us busy. And also the main title, too. The main title also is... Oh, yeah, that's true. Is, and also the Vader one. On. So we have four, actually. So listen, let's not be greedy, Dave. But 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 I want it now! I want it now, and I want new content! <laughs> I want a pony! I want a pony! 
yeah. So everything's moving. I think we just need to get used to it at this point. Yeah. Because like, honestly, this is going to be the year where in history, once you say that basically when it comes to releases, we have seen never seen these many delays. No, well, like in TV, film, never books. It's getting down to like affecting those industries like books and uh, comics. It's affecting my dating life, David, which is even more important. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some good news. The silver lining is yes, we are losing the High Republic this year, but we are on track with the Mandalorian season two. Apparently. Favaro and Filoni are sticking to their original release date, saying that a lot of the work they had been able, they had to do has been able to be done from home because the way Lucasfilm is set up, they already had the infrastructure to simply work separately on computers. So that has allowed the Mandalorian to still be released. As of now, this coming fall, I believe October, sometime in October. So does that mean then that basically all of production had to be finished before? Yeah, yeah the shooting was, the shooting. was done. I, I'm ta- that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The shooting had to have been done. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think about that, dude? Think, think about this. So you mean to tell me that Rosario Dawson, the news of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, they kept it a secret. They kept it a secret for that long. Mm-hmm. Unless, <laughs> unless, let's see here. Unless she's not going to really be in season two. Except for a very, very small part. And maybe she'll be in a later season. Who knows? We'll see. But still, the fact yeah. that they kept that secret for a long time that, oh, Ahsoka is going to show up in season two. <laughs> All right, so the Mandalorian season two updates tease an intriguing change for Ahsoka. I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> Ahsoka Tano, uh, the Mandalorian season. Why I am I speaking that way? Are actually affecting you? <laughs> I need to stick my tongue in back to water. <laughs> the Mandalorian season two premieres on Disney Plus in October, which is only a handful of months away. Uh, now that the Clone Wars has wrapped up. It's the only major Star Wars property on the horizon. Uh, Despite ongoing production shutdowns across the film and television industry due to COVID-19, there has been a flurry of news, leaks, and possible clues to what season two has in store. Here are the three biggest takeaways from early June, according to Inverse.com. Number three. More action. In an interview with Collider, Sam Hargrave, the show's second unit director, praised the stunt team and suggested that season two, you ready for this, Dave, will step up the action. Which is pretty surprising because the action season one was some of the best things. Some of the best. Some of the best. In fact, that's for me, those are the high points. I wasn't too keen on some of the writing. I felt like it was a little too simple at times, but the action and the visuals were fucking amazing. They were some of the top biggest top notch things. So what the fuck are they going to do, Dave? Like the action was so good. So they're stepping it up, which means they have an increased budget. This is which would make sense, right? If this was the number one stream show, as many of the trades had said, and it's the headliner for Disney plus, would they not get it? An increased budget for season two. Most TV shows do if they're Most successful. Most TV shows do, yeah. But this is what I want to ask you about. Yeah. Just because 
Okay, we got season one, and one of the biggest takeaways that I really liked about season one was it almost had like this low budget indie feel to it. Right. Right. So if they're going to increase the budget, which, hey, I'm happy for them. They they increase the budget. That means that we're going to get more and more is good. But will that take away from the element that we all liked about it, which was it had that, you know, very small scale Western spaghetti Western vibe about it? Yeah. You know, I think you could still do that and have a, and have a bigger show. Do you think? Yeah, for sure. You could still keep a a Western a space. You could still do a space. Look at Solo. Solo was a space Western. It was huge. Mm, that's true. So they can do it. You just don't want them to lose that. I don't want them to lose that kind of like that mentality of the it, it like an indie thing. You know, like one of the biggest things that I always remember us, me and you talking about, especially with the VX uh, news that they were doing was like showing them working on a small scale skate stage. Yeah. I don't think we're going to lose that Dave. That, that, that type of vibe where it's like, wow, they pulled that off in such a small stage. That's freaking phenomenal. You want that personal, passionate one-on-one feeling between director and the sets. You yes. want to see, you want that classic camera shot of Lucas on set on his hands and knees working with the model workers and, Dude, we're not going to lose that because we're talking about Favreau and Filoni. They're just as passionate. Yeah. And that's that's what I was that's why I wanted to ask you. Do you think they might have that pitfall? In no, them? but they do need to get bigger. That's how shows work. Uh, audiences expect shows to get bigger from season to season. That's just the way it is. Mm, that that's a good point. Yeah. Um we did have those scenes with the dark saber at the end. Oh, so God, I mean that right there is an <laughs> epic stage. You can't go too small when you're dealing with the dark saber. That that still gave me chills when they they close up on that wreckage. Yeah. You hear it go off and all of a sudden it cuts right through the wreckage. And I'm like going, I I literally creamed my jeans. Jeez, David. <laughs> seeing that happen. Yeah. All right, well, wait, you might end up creaming again because number two on this list is Ahsoka has a new look. Dave Filoni recently posted a drawing of what looks to be a Rebels era Ahsoka Tano on his Instagram. Eagle eyed fans will notice her outfit looks totally unique to what we've seen her wear before. Well, what do you, what do you want her to, what is she fucking, <laughs> what is she, Ray? She wears the same, she you know, homeless clothes. Homeless clothes? That's what I'm like, going, wait a minute. she's going to wear different clothes. Of course she's going to wear she different gonna, clothes. Even Han Solo switched out his crusty vest from movie to movie. In fact, Lando uh, stole it. Look at all those cloaks that Lando had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they said this could be a clue to her possible upcoming live action appearances in the Mandalorian season two, or it could just be Dave Filoni testing out some fashion illustration skills. Who knows with Filoni? Cause he does like to fuck with us a lot. Yeah, but there is some truth to it too, especially I do like the text around the Ahsoka because it's like, it's, it's a tenant to that character. Yeah. It's, I mean, don't forget in, we just came off of a series in Clone Wars where me and you have literally started debating, is Ahsoka worthy be, being said as the greatest Jedi of all of them? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. But like one of the biggest things that we, we said that Ahsoka symbolized was the fact that she is the Jedi's way of 
they help everybody. They're they're guardians. They're basically out there saving people. And then you look at the dialogue around the 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 sketch. And in my life, when you find people who need your help, you help them no matter what. Yeah, that's Ahsoka through and through. And dude, I am so excited to actually just see her see this character brought to life now. So changing the new changing a look is fantastic. Yeah, in fact, it's, it's something that I was expecting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number one, stay on target, which is just their clever way of saying that the second season will be released as originally planned in October. But Dave. Now, going along with number two, which was pertaining to them stepping up the action sequences, right? Yeah. Which means, obviously, an increased budget for season two. The Mandalorian brought in extraction director and Marvel veteran Sam Hargrave to direct season two action sequences. So they're bringing in some big names. Now, Sam Hargrave has revealed he served as the second unit director on the Mandalorian second season to help take the show's action sequences to the next level. And let's put that into, in, into thought right there. Yeah. He's brought in as the second director. Yes. The second, second unit. unit. Yeah. yeah. A, a good, a big name like that who has worked on Marvel. Basically they say, you know what? Can you come in and, and direct the second unit? Yeah. Not the first unit, second unit. Right. And he jumps at the chance. Yeah. I am so excited. This is what I mean about uh, me and you have discussed about them bringing in names, bringing in truly veteran filmmakers who deserve to be out there. We said the first season was more or less a trial run. It was seeing what they can do. I guarantee you Lucasfilm's all like, all right, let's play it safe. We've had a string of bad lucks. Fans have not really been kind to us. Here's your money. Here's your budget. Have fun with your story. Kind of do what you want. As long as you stay within this little area here, you gave us that script that you wrote during Christmas Favaro, and we're going to let you do it. Just stay within these bounds. Now that they know they have a certified viral sensation. Dude, the sky's the limit. You think Disney's going to hold back at this point? Yeah. Season two is going to be so big. We're going to be shocked. I guarantee I'm telling you now. Now, this is just seeing the flip side of the coin, though, if they don't. It would be the biggest fumble then you'd have to say. Oh, absolutely. But the thing is, is that I'm hoping not only do they step up everything because I would love to see something huge. Right. And and again, I enjoyed the first season. My biggest complaint was the overall story. There were some issues with the writing. This is great that they're stepping up action sequences, but I'm hoping they also step up the writing room and really bring a strong team together and tell a a more cohesive story rather than something that feels a little bit broken up. And I'm hoping they bring some more nuanced or I should say a little more nuanced to our narrative. Yeah. Don't make the, uh, the action padding. That's the only thing I ask. Don't make it just basically we're bringing in, we're making it a bigger action sequences and everything just to pad. Right. That doesn't, that that's going to hurt your product more or that's going to hurt the narrative. Don't big dick us. Don't don't be like, Hey, I got a big dick. And I don't need to work it. I'm just going to sit here and lay down. You do all the work. <laughs> exactly. I don't no. like that. I, no. I rather have a, I rather have, uh, uh, I guess I'm gay, I'm gay in this uh, analogy. I rather have a guy with a small dick who knows how to work it. Who knows the motion of the ocean. Yes. You know, I'm just reciting things I've, I've heard said <laughs> to me. So. <laughs> yeah, man, there's, 
There's a lot going on. There's also this rumor. Now, again, take this as a grain of salt. I'm sure, Dave, you have heard this rumor. Because apparently everyone's getting a TV show. Oprah is now <laughs> the, the has now taken over Kathleen Kennedy's job. And she's all, you get a TV show. You get, you get a, TV a TV show. show. Apparently, Disney is casting a live action Grand Admiral Thrawn series. They better make this good. I swear to God. If it's true. God. It, it is coming from some reliable sources, so we'll see. Now, from the written pages of early legends to animated action in the new canon, Grand Admiral Thrawn has a rich and storied history in the Star Wars galaxy. Now, the fan favorite villain may be making the jump to live action as a recent rumor claims Disney and Lucasfilm is looking to cast an actor to play the character in future projects. Do you think they might actually hint at Thrawn in Mandalorian. Well, I'll I'll say this. Thrawn has been such a big part of the ever-evolving, expanded, the new expanded universe, right? With all the tie-in media. Yeah. And he is now directly connected to Ahsoka's story, to Sabine's story, definitely to Ezra's story. And if Ahsoka allegedly is searching along with Sabine for Ezra, will they not also find Thrawn? Since they both got lost together at the end of Rebels? That's a good point. So, I mean, I kind of assumed we would see Thrawn. If if they're dealing with Sabine and Ahsoka, and the last we heard is that they are searching for Ezra, then Ezra. it only makes sense that Thrawn is also going to be involved in some way. Yeah, especially since when you think about it, I mean, like, listening to Dave Filoni in the past, just recently, talking about the legacy of rebels. He always ties those four characters together, no matter what you have Ezra, Sabine and Ahsoka, but he always mentions Thrawn. Thrawn is part of that story of rebels. And it is one of the mysteries that basically we saw Ezra and Thrawn take off into the unknown regions. Yeah. Well, on, on board a space whale, <laughs> a space whale, which was the most epic, honestly, one of the most epic endings i've ever seen yeah it was good i just rewatched that dude the 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 final season of rebels that still gives me chills in the very oh, end it's great when you go from the death of canaan mm-hmm. to all of a sudden uh, uh, ezra telling everyone goodbye and smiles and then all of a sudden boom they hit hyperspace yep and everyone's just stuck there watching it yeah. happen dude it's a story that's going to be told uh, period it, it, You're not going to do a cliffhanger like that and be like, hey, we're never going to hear from Ezra or Thrawn again. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> uh, and I'm actually, more, Dave, I'll be honest with you, more than anything, more than anything we have going on right now, I'm looking forward to continuing to seeing the continued story of Ahsoka, Ezra, and Thrawn. Those are the three characters I'm most excited for in the way of future projects yeah either film or tv yeah it, it's sad too because like at toward the end it was cool making sabine the final mouthpiece of the oh of, yeah of the whole rebels uh storyline right oh yeah she's a mouthpiece all right oh but i i really want to see more of ezra what the hell happened to him yeah. sabine her story's already been told well yeah for sure. <laughs> there was some closure to her story, but also we got to find out how 
She actually no, you're right. Her story was pretty much told. Yeah, because she remember she left the freaking dark well, saber well, behind. Hold on. hold on, no, she went back. She had left Mandalore behind because she felt like it was time to go look for Ezra. It was time to look for Ezra. So did she miss the great? Was it called the Great Scourge? What is it called in Mandalore? Uh, I think it's the great the Great Scourge. Whatever that is, the thing that apparently destroyed the Mandalorian culture. We still need to find out if she's aware of that. Why would she go looking for Ezra when she was aware of what was happening to Mandalore? There's a lot to be told there. So, yes, her story can be said to be done. But then there's also some questions that can be explored. Right. Oh, yeah. When you really look at it, there's always questions, especially with the Rebels crew. I mean, the Rebels crew, the only one that had a complete story arc that isn't left open is Kanan. Well, dude, (laughs) no, there's some open-ended stuff there. I want to know how Kanan and Hera fucked if they were never in a relationship. (laughs) Mike, you remember that lie? It's a children's show. They can't show it. Dude, that was such bullshit when (laughs) when the voiceover actor for Hera was like, no, they're not together. They're just really close friends. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. All t- there's all types of sexual vibes there. But and like, I'm like, did you read A New Dawn? Because Kanan was all over Hera in A New Dawn. But dude, dude, it's a kid's show. They can't show that stuff. They don't, yeah, they don't need to show it. But when the actors say there was no relationship there, and then at the end of the, the ep- season, season, they have a kid. I'm they like, kid. okay, whatever. <laughs> All right, so according to the Dis Insider, who cite Daniel Rickman as their source, Disney is searching for an actor to bring the Grand Animal to life for their live-action shows. So numerous projects, not just his own. Uh, The Dis Insider writes that there is no word on specific projects, but there's a rumor of him getting his own series. Okay, well, we have that. With Ahsoka Tano already confirmed to appear in the Mandalorian second season, Dis Insider speculates that Thrawn may also appear on the Disney Plus flagship series. That is fucking way too much. <laughs> However, with film studio production still shut down and the Mandalorian completing production early this year, that seems unlikely unless the part has already been filmed. It could be. Look at the secret they held on to yeah, in the form of Baby Yoda. They held on to Baby Yoda, and they uh, we just mentioned it early in the show. How long did they hold on to the fact that Ahsoka's in Mandalorian? Yeah, that that's amazing in itself. So, well, uh, here's here's my speculation. Uh, oh, you have a speculation. End, end of Mandalorian season two. Okay. What would you do if you basically the in the closing seconds, like the final scene, you see? They suddenly see a ship just bust out of hyperspace. They cut to the bridge Mm. and all you see is the boots and then they pan up and then it's Thrawn and then it ends. Very interesting. I would probably be very excited. (laughs) And now I need to take a break. (laughs) I need to take a break. All right. Seriously, though, we need to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we'll get into the rest of our news. Life is short. Fuck. I like that too. 
Oh, God. In the most recent study, the site found 30% of its female users are having cyber sex with their affair partners and 14% of its male users wow, are if, having virtual sex with if, theirs. If you're choosing... Okay, if I'm in a relationship with said female, let's say, and she's choosing cyber sex over a real dick, I mean, just fucking end my life. Like, listen, honey, you want to divorce me? Tell me. And then take this knife and slit my wrist and my throat and cut my cock off because I, I have no reason to live. If you're cheating on me and you hate me that bad and you're actually trying to have cyber sex. Not even real sex. Not even, thank you. Not even really, real sex. That's my point. That's my point, Thomas. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that one hit close to home. Right there. Yeah, I think that trigger. That was a trigger. Oh my god, we triggered. The Rain Man Show, exclusively on Rain Man Digital. Head over to RainmanDigitalMedia.com for more details, or search for it wherever you listen to podcasts. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. Keep Rayman Digital on the air through 2020 by pledging to our Patreon page. Uh, your continued support allows us to continue to make great content and offer even better features in the future. Help us keep the lights on in the studio by pledging $1 to $10 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Digital to pledge. Acorns. Acorns Core automatically invests your spare change and lets you invest as little as $5 anytime or on a recurring basis into a portfolio of ETFs. Your investments are then diversified across more than 7,000 stocks and bonds and automatically rebalanced when the market fluctuates. Save for the future and invest with Acorns. Once the show is on demand, click the Acorn link within the description of this broadcast and start saying, No, 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 you must die! everyone to star wars from the back to tank hello hello all right dave so we have more fun and exciting star wars news starting with the star wars from a certain point of view remember that book yes it's getting a sequel and it's going to be focused around the empire strikes back that'll be what the sequel is focused on i'm sure we'll be getting various stories from different characters' perspectives, which was really fun, I felt, in the New Hope version. Did you actually have a chance to read that? Yes, I did. How did you feel about it? I thought it was a fun read. I I, I actually like 
I miss a lot of the old EU books where it was like all these short stories. Yeah, like Tales from, Tales from, the, uh, Tales from the Bounty Hunter? Yep, Tales from Jabba's Palace, Jabba's Tales Palace, from the Cantina. The they had a lot of different versions of that, yeah. Because that's what I think book-wise is what I wish they would bring back because a lot of those short stories, they're the ones that actually start expanding the universe. Yeah, it's always fun to see something that was there the entire time but it was just out of camera shot yeah you know like there's something fun about that that's why the tales that are now ex- the expanded the old expanded universe books tales from java's palace tales from the bounty hunters tales from the cantina that's why those are so fun because they would focus on a character that we just saw in the background like oh yeah i remember that guy never had a a, a line in the movie but yeah, let's do an entire story, story from his perspective of what was happening at that moment. Dude, it was cool. And I remember me and you talking about in one of our older shows about one of those books actually establishing some, you know, fan favorite characters at that point. Oh, yeah. I mean, like the whole uh, the one doctor that basically Luke faces faces off in the cantina in New Hope. That started as a short story. <laughs> yeah, his whole background of how he killed people you know I have the death sentence in 12 systems they they did that in a short story and it was one of it's a fan favorite yeah it was good dude a lot of good opportunities to tell some some unique stories now according to this press release here Lucasfilm issued the following announcement for the newest installment of the from a certain point of view series through the official Star Wars website 40 years of Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. 40 authors retelling its stories. Sounds good to us. The anthology series from a certain point of view is set to return with a from a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back. Celebrating 40 years of episode 5 and arriving November 10th, like its predecessor, From a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back will feature 40 stories by 40 authors reimagining the classic sequel through the eyes of background characters, characters, heroes, villains, droids, and creatures. When they eventually do the sequel trilogy, do you think they'll have a Rose Tico story? (laughs) Well, not for Last Jedi because she was in that movie, but maybe because she was just background in Rise of Skywalker. Do you think? Probably, probably in the background of Rise of Skywalker. Justice for Rose. Justice for Rose. (laughs) Fucking stupidest hashtag I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) But dude, it's it's stuff like this that actually keeps the franchise alive mm-hmm, in a lot of sure. regards because like now not only am I really interested in what they might do what what are the possible stories that these authors can bring but nowadays I'm really interested because they can bring in some very well-known authors to do stories oh yeah dude they have an entire rolodex of big hitters now I mean you gotta remember back in the day Lucas Lucas had final say on who wrote for what. Yeah. And you had to get the blessing from him here. You don't really need to get a blessing. You just, uh, you get handpicked by Disney and say, Hey, they're, they want you to write a short story for star Wars. Here you go. Yeah. I mean, some of the names that I already see that are being talked about, John Jackson Miller. Fantastic. I yep. love, I love the fact that yeah, we're big fans in. of him. Yeah. 
Uh, Meg Cabot is another one. I'm kind of pulling up the list right now. But they have like some really great gets. Do we have the names of all the authors so far? Do we know? Why don't you look that up while I'll continue this article here? Okay. So in addition to the announcement, they have shared a full image of what the cover will look like upon the book's release. I will attach this to the website version of our show once we go on demand. The original book told a number of fun stories of varying degrees of uh, canon, and it was a clear labor of love for this franchise. You can read it now, of course, on Amazon and various other book resellers. And they say, all things considered, it seems likely that Return of the Jedi will also follow suit in 2023. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I hope we get these for all the movies, honestly. In fact, I was joking about the sequel trilogy, Dave, but I actually would like to get something like this for the sequel trilogy because it would probably help the sequel trilogy out. Oh, absolutely. It actually helped flesh out the world a bit more since it feels so slim when you compare them, when you compare the sequel trilogy to the original as well as the prequels, it feels a lot slimmer. Uh, I looked up like if they released an author's list yet. They, they have haven't. Yet. They haven't listed okay. it. Okay. Um, the only author's list is for the past book for the New Hope. And if you even take a look at that, they brought in some of their really big power hitters. Kevin Scott actually oh. wrote a wrote a short story there. You have E. K. Johnston. He did one. Claudia Gray did one. We didn't we have a Doctor Affer story in there too. I believe yes, yes, I, so. We did. I forgot who wrote it, though. Was it Kevin Scott? Well, Karen Gillian also wrote a short story in here. So A lot I of the comic book guys actually did, didn't they? Which is which is awesome to see them write, you know, I guess, essentially a novella, right? Oh, yeah. When, when we get most of, or I should say most of the work that we get from them is in comic book form, which is just fine. I'm not slamming it. I love comic books. It is interesting to see what they can do within a different medium as well. And honestly, looking back at from a certain point of view for the first one, I honestly think me and you should look back at this because there's a lot of Pablo Hidalgo did a story in there. So that should be interesting. Ashley Eckstein did one. I wonder if it's about Ahsoka. (laughs) She actually, I didn't, I didn't realize that she actually wrote a story. And, and this name, you're going to be shocked by this. Okay. Because this is like, what is he doing here? Will Wheaton. Really? He he, re- he Wesley Crusher himself Wesley Crusher from Star himself. Trek fame is writing Star Wars. That's a betrayal at the highest. <laughs> he but should like, be ashamed of himself. They they have a very very eclectic collection of like authors. I mean, you you even have like Gary Weta. Gary Weta actually wrote yeah. a short story. Yeah, here. I saw that one. Yeah, I do remember him. So, it's definitely something if they can do if they can replicate that. I would love to see who they bring in for Empire Strikes Back. Well, it's just going to get bigger and better, especially now that over the course of what, how long ago did that book come out? What, two years ago, two and a half years ago, roughly? So over the course of two and a half years, they've added additional writers to, oh, yeah. to the stable of Lucasfilm writers. So we're going to get that much more, including, uh, let's not exclude, I should say, the plethora of comic book writers we have now gained as well over the last couple of years and hopefully some of them will also write some stories the, the one thing that i really would love to see there's names out there that i would love to actually see if they would do it 
But have you noticed that it's easier to get like an author, a book, get by a big author name than it is like when me and you have talked about getting filmmakers, you know, it's tough getting filmmakers because all filmmakers are scared of taking the reins of a big franchise like Star Wars. But if it's an author or if it's a book, everyone jumps at the chance. Yeah, well, it's a little different because with the as a director, you're, you know, a part of a giant creative process. Unfortunately, with the franchise you're dealing with, well, first off, with movies in general, you're part, you're one cog in a giant machine. On a big budget film, you're one of the smallest cogs at times. <laughs> at times. And you're at the beck and call of the executives who are calling the shots or the story creators who are making sure everything works co- consistently with the stories that are planned, that are in the works, and the ones that have been released. So it's a daunting task for the best director. Whereas with the books, there's, yes, they have to abide by what's coming out, what's in the past, but also for the most part, when writing a story, they don't have to worry about all the additional cogs getting in the way, essentially. No, that's a good point. All right, so Hasbro reveals new packaging for Star Wars The Black Series, Dave, and I'm about to spend... About five hundred fucking dollars. I know this is so annoying when they actually did Dude, this. Dude, I have not been this excited for Black Series in a very long time. And sure, the Mandalorian stuff. We went out to, we went out on Force Friday and got the stuff. A guilty as charged. But I wasn't as excited just because I didn't know what to expect. It's before we even saw the series, right? Yes. So we weren't really sure what. Or if we would actually like these characters. Now they released an entire line of Star Wars Rebels, David. Yeah. And we all know how we feel about (laughs) Star Wars Rebels. You're going to punch a kid for these, aren't you? (laughs) Dude, there's Zeb, finally. Yes. Okay. And speaking of the line, dude, the packaging. Oh, it's It makes me... Now, I'm not the type of collector that keeps things in packages. Like, I will take them out. I have things in the studio in packages because I haven't had the time to pull them out yet. But the moment I do, I'll pull them out. I'm not a collector like that. I'm not looking to create an investment. It's more or less just for fun for me. Yeah. But these boxes make me want to keep them in the box. Well, that's that's actually a, a new trend for a lot of uh, collectors that I've been noticing for toy collectors. They want better packaging. Better packaging yeah. because not only do they want to take them out of the boxes and stuff like that for some of them, but they don't want to throw away the boxes. So a lot of a lot of companies now are seeing that and saying, okay, they did it for like uh, a lot of like their uh, Marvel line. Right. Yeah. And when they made this announcement for star Wars, it made so much sense and they look so much better, dude. It's so cool. Like, they actually form a picture when yeah. you place the boxes for each character side by side, it forms a character poster, one consistent image across the board. And, and someone's actually brought this up as a collector. Can you imagine being able to have this on a bookshelf? I see. And see, uh, yep. like all the all the sets yep. with all the characters side I, by side. I would be actually open to keeping my toys in a box if I could set this up on a bookshelf where I can see their pictures. <laughs> I, I feel stupid saying that, but dude, it's fucking smart. It, Disney, it's really smart, dude. We could talk a lot of shit about Disney, but one thing Disney knows how to do is fucking branding. 
And dude, and I'm, I mean, and let's be honest, Lucas is the one who godfathered all of this. He's the godfather of of commercializing things and making everything so fucking cool. And Disney is the runner up. Yeah. And it should say a lot that basically, at least in their toy line, they're listening to the fan base because one of the biggest number one demands that I've been hearing from Star Wars toy collector fans is they always want to get a complete Rebels crew set. The one character that's or the two characters, I believe actually one character was missing at this point, which was Zeb. Now that you actually brought out Zeb, you you can have the entire Rebels crew, which is something that Black Series fans have been clamoring for for a long time. Now. I know. And they had a few of them. They had some randos come out. I believe there was a Kanan. Yes. Uh, there was an uh, Hera. There was a Sabine and Ezra, but they came out with different waves. Yeah. They didn't come out even at the same time. They didn't come out with the same time. And at like, least as far as I remember. The last one that came out was Ahsoka. And that was an amazing figure. And then they when they said when they announced that, oh, we're gonna re release Ahsoka in the new packaging, a lot of fans were upset that they were like going, Why are you guys re releasing her just after like <laughs> three months? And then it came out that Oh, she's part of the Rebels crew. Yeah. Set. Dude, listen, why would they not release another Ahsoka and cash in even more on the same fucking character who's aged maybe five years? Five years, I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So according to the press release, uh, the new Star Wars, the Black Series packaging featured uh, in this press here welcomes a new era for collectors and fans featuring several new details and colorways each colorway represents a Star Wars entertainment property and helps fans to collect figures based on their favorite Star Wars movies and series. The side of the new Star Wars, the Black Series packaging also highlights new character arc for each figure. The combination of the new colorways and character art allows fans to create amazing montage style displays, as I was saying, of their favorite Star Wars characters. Jesus, yes. dude. And this they're is... actually, they, they've actually stated that they're going to actually start looking at their re-release for Black Series as they want to sell them out as sets now. So every single set's going to have a point to it. Jeez. So, so instead of you... piecemealing them, which is what I like to do, I'm going to have to spend you get a... well, $190 at, in one setting. Someone actually brought this up. If that's the point... One of the biggest things that they kind of hinted at was doing a Black Series set based on characters from the comics. So not to blue ball you right now. Can you imagine if they were to actually do Afra, Triple Zero, uh, BD-1, Black Chrysanthemum, and then they basically even stated the Bounty Hunters. Dude, I'm gonna so, go. I'm gonna go rogue, dude. <laughs> Mommy, can I get this guy that's missing a face? He he kind of looks kind of cool, and suddenly you just come out of nowhere, get your hands off of that. <laughs> I'm like, give me the fucking thing. <laughs> Mexican lives matter. Mexican lives. <laughs> Little white kid. I'm like, I deserve this. I had nothing growing up. <laughs> you don't deserve. I'm this. a poor Mexican boy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it is it is actually really cool looking. I don't get excited for toys very often. I know you don't. And I'm the one that does. I'm actually kind of excited. And I'm telling you now, Dave, I will buy the entire Rebel set when it's out. Oh, dude. I will. I, I, I will, too. I mean, especially if the rumor does happen and they release the comic series set 
and Bylert Valance is one oh. of the characters. Yeah. Oh yeah. I will knock a bitch out. Oh wow, David. <laughs> okay, well, so let's see the price real fast. If I wanted to buy all rebels, they the retail is nineteen ninety nine. Yes. And there are let's see Seven how many figures. characters. Okay, well hold on, Dave, don't jump ahead. So night let's just round uh nineteen ninety nine. Let's just round it to twenty. There are seven characters. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right. So we're going to go uh, very slowly here. 20 times seven. How much is that? Well, let's start easy. So 20 times two is 40, right? Yes. Okay. We're going to add two more. That's 80. Yes. We're going to add a fifth. That's 100. Yeah. We're going to add a sixth. That's 120. And then finally, we're going to add the seventh installment of 20. 20 times 7 is $140. And I'll tell you right now, I already Did you know, like how I did that math? I was oh yeah. a whiz, a whiz in a high school. A whiz. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, I already know that the going price for the set, mm-hmm. if you were to pre-order it, is probably going to be about $129. $129 for the whole set. Wait, because oh, that's so you usually get, you what get they a do. discount if you, you buy do, all yeah. of them. Oh, okay. They always, they always make it like a discount if you buy the whole set. I'm already setting the aside the money. I'm going to sell some stocks. I have some, I have, I'm just going to sell one of my, like a handful of stocks. I'm like, listen, you know, I'm going to cash this in. Uh, and uh, thank you for doing business. And you, and you will gladly, gladly display this in front of your kid. Won't you? I'm like, Don't you touch it. Don't you dare touch it. <laughs> All right. This does bring us to the end of our show. I want to thank everyone for listening. Also, please remember, to leave us reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, just search Star Wars from the back to tank. Also, head over to Patreon if you want more discussions. Patreon.com slash Rayman Digital and pledge $5 or more a month and you'll gain access to additional Star Wars from the back to tank discussions, breakdowns, reviews. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Ah, yes. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.